Moms are different. Moms are unique. Nope. <laughs> Good morning. And happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to everyone. It's so good to see you this morning, and welcome everyone who's streaming online, and I want to say happy Mother's Day to those that are at home as well. I hope everyone got a good coffee and some snacks. I was mentioning to Jesse or someone, why on earth are we not serving Mother's Cookies today? <laughs> see, we should have Mother's Cookies on Mother's Day. And... Um, no? Okay. How about muffins? Do, do you ladies like muffins? What do you like? Because, see, on Father's Day, we do donuts for dads. But on Mother's Day, should we do muffins for moms? And somebody said no because they, it reminds them of muffin tops. Okay? Okay, so we won't do that either. But, uh, but, uh, but whether we have cookies or muffins for you this morning, I'm not sure, but... Um, we love and honor and appreciate all you women, and I do pray, and, or I hope, and if you didn't, then make sure it happens, that you got your Mother's Day little uh, gift, and it's for, for all, all women, but uh, make sure the moms get them um, for sure, and it's just a little, little blessing to you, um, you know, from us, and uh, we want to honor you, and that's what we want to do today, and we pray that you are honored all day long. I mean, it's, it's a fun morning. It's a lot of talk. Hey, well, let's pray, and we're going to have a time of worship. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much today for who you are. And Lord, I thank you for uh, giving us moms, giving us mothers who loved us and cared for us. Lord, I thank you for your blessing and your grace upon um, this time and this service. Lord, I pray that everyone who is weary would be filled up. God, that your love would overflow onto everyone, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord Jesus, that in our time and worship today, that you would be glorified. God, as we lift your name up, uh, we want to meet with you this morning. I pray that everyone would encounter you today, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I've got to plug in. Sorry.
nothing happening. I'm here to meet with you.
you know, on that song. When I first saw the lyrics, it talks about who God is. And I thought that's so good that he's a good, good father. And then it, it goes on and it says that I'm loved by you. It's who I am. And I'm like, why am I talking about me in here? I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. And, and, and it, it took me a, a minute to understand what it was saying and that it was okay because this isn't about me. It's about who God made me. See, when it says that I am loved by you and we sing that, we're making a declaration. Not that we've done something to deserve his love, but that he has done something in us that makes us loved. It's not what you do for him that makes him love you. It's who you are. He made you. As, as they say, warts and all. He loves you. It's who you are. He has made you. God, we thank you for your love. God, we thank you for the amazing love that you've poured out. And you truly are a good, good father.
my prayer, Lord, is that everyone here, everyone who's listening to my voice would feel and know your love. God, fill them up with the unsurpassable love of Jesus Christ. Let everyone here know how much you love them deeply innately, God, for who they are, fearfully and wonderfully made. 
not for what they've done, but because you love them, you created them, you put your spirit in them, you have plans, you have love, mercy, and grace. Help us to know that this morning, God. morning in faith and by faith we receive your love hallelujah hallelujah this morning turn to someone if you're comfortable and, and tell them he loves you Happy Mother's Day. And thank you so much, Sam. If you didn't get a, a little gift bag when you came in and you're a woman, see some of you guys going, I want one. <laughs> if you want lotion and a hand sanitizer that smells probably frou-frou, but if you didn't get one, raise your hand. We're going to have Steve or someone pass this out. We got one over here. You got one. Okay. All right. Well, if you want two, raise your hand. I'm just kidding. Amen. They're going fast. Well, good. Hey, um, I think it is good. So I guess if you didn't get one and you're at home, you'll have to do a drive-by and get one. Give us a text. Let us know you're coming. We'll make sure we leave one out until they're gone, at least. Awesome. Um, Got one over here. All right. So, you know, e every year we, we well, we're just going to do it again. So, it's Mother's Day, and we want to honor, we're going to honor two moms. There's only two today. We're going to honor all of you, but we want to honor two special moms who have, one, been, is the most recent mom. Is the most recent mom. Now, I'm, so, we have 
There is somebody who's serving next door, though, and I think we need to include her in that. Um, but is, is, it is, do we have any babies? Anyone with recent babies here? Okay, that is, that is going to be next. Huh? Dara. Dara, I know, and she's not here. So, Dara, you are missing out. Is she here? You mean, you mean um, Alice? Alice, yeah. Yes, Alice. So, Alice, since Dara's not here, I, don't, I, think, I don't know who beat who. But, so, we're going to give this to Alice. And so, we're going to actually walk it next door. I'll have somebody do that in just a minute. Because she has a baby who was born, I think, in December. And so, we're going to bless her with, with this. And for the other... We want to know who has been the, a mother for the longest, for the longest. So not, you don't have to be oldest, but you do have to have, be, have been a mother for the longest. So, so for, for, for just to say that we're just going to have everyone, all the moms stand, okay? And it's going to be last one standing. Here we go. Okay. All right. And we, you know, we're finally beginning to get in the running of this. All right, if you have been a mom less than 10, we'll start at five. Five years, go ahead and sit down. <laughs> if you've been a mom for less than 10 years, go ahead and sit down. Okay, all right. If you've been a mom for less than 15 years, have a seat. Ooh, ooh, this is great. We can go up to 20. 20 years, if you've been a mom less than 20 years, have a seat. Okay, we'd last one there. Okay, 25 years, and then I lose my wife. Okay, 24 for us this year. Yeah, yeah. Okay, if you, okay, we're going to go to 30 and say, I think, well, if you've been a mom for less than 30 years, go ahead and sit. Oh, my goodness. 35 years. Wow, okay, we lo okay, no, we're starting to get there. No, no, no. I said, see, some of you, some of you had babies when you're like four years old. I know. Um, so I did, that was at 35. So we're at 40. If you've been a mom for less than 40 years, wow. We should have had more flowers because you all deserve, and you're alive. You survived, right? You have hair. Who, who, who has a wig because they've been a parent, a mom that long? Just kidding. Um, 45 years. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. If, wow, if you've been a mom less than 50 years, go ahead and have a seat. Wow, so how, how long have you been? 47. 47, your oldest child. Okay, we're up to 50. Okay, wow. 50, less than 55 years. Wow, wow. Okay, boy, I should have had more flowers because this is amazing. Let's just, since we're down to three, we're going to start here. How long have you been a mother? A mother? I don't even know how old. It's he's about sixty, right? Okay, sixty. Gudrun, sixty. Sixty. Okay. Ruth Ann, how long have you been a mom? Sherry's sixty-seven years old. Sixty-seven. Wow. James, would you come up and bring this set of this flower over to Ruth Ann? 67. Moms, you deserve, all of you, you deserve a big hand. Amen. <laughs> Raising kids is an amazing and wonderful, wonderful thing. Yes. Who was next? Because I have a lot of flowers. You have a lot of, okay. 
Gudrun. Gudrun. I should have at least bought, bought one more because, you know, we usually do the, 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 the other one. It's the most, most kids. And some of you have a, a lot. A lot. I, I'm just kind of curious. Who, who has uh, more than five kids or more? Raise your hand. Anyone got more than five kids in here tonight? Oh, today. Okay. So I, I thought we did. So four. So we have, if you have four, okay, there's quite a few with four. We're, we're at four. Okay. That's amazing. That see, you're yeah. That is, you know, that used to happen more, didn't it? Who who else came from a really large family? Who came from a really large family? Right? A few of you? Anyone? Five was we were just five, so. I I came from from a family over a hundred. Wow. <laughs> your 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 mom would would really need a prize for that. <laughs> You, you know, year, years ago I read this thing, and it was it was a little lar larger church, and you know, not huge, but you know, a couple hundred people, and it was Father's Day, and uh, they had the dads stand up, and they were honoring the people, and they got up to you know, you know, whatever the age of you know, 80 and 85, and you're with kids, and finally this one this one gentleman he sat down in a huff, and he goes. That guy beats me every year. <laughs> Man, we got a video to watch real quick. Moms are different. Moms are unique. Moms are special. They don't look the same, act the same, or think the same. Some moms love a clean house. Other moms live in their own beautiful mess. Some moms stand up and cheer. Other moms' hearts quietly swell with pride. Some moms have their own children. And some moms have adopted children. Some moms are in a second marriage with new children. Some moms are also grandmothers. Some moms were near perfect. Other moms struggled with the whole mom thing. Young, old, rich, poor, from every walk of life, moms are beautifully uncommon and infinitely unique. But every mother, every single mom, has one thing in common. Every mom holds deep value in God's eyes. When God places value in someone, it's more than a label. It's an identity. Every mom can become a daughter of the King. And that value, that identity can never be taken away. So today we give honor and respect to every kind of mom. Because if God gives you value, then we join Him in doing the very same thing. Thank you for the life you've given. Thank you for the love you've shown. You hold deep value in God's eyes. That is really strange. There's a little action figure. Does, does, does yours have an action figure in it? <laughs> 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 
Alice, this is. That's right. That's right. Steve, would you take this over to Alice for me? She's teaching a kid's zone. Thank you so much. Wow. Yeah, I think some kid would probably put it in there and we we stole it. <laughs> you know, Mother's Day is a it's a day to to recognize and honor mothers and moms of all types. And it should be a day of happiness as we celebrate and honor our precious moms. I think being a mom is one of the toughest jobs on earth. It's hard physically. It's hard mentally. It's hard emotionally. It's even challenging spiritually. Not a lot of jobs encompass all of those things, uh, but being a mom is. There's a lot of joys in motherhood. Uh, when, you're, when you're first becoming a mom, even though it's really difficult too, there's a lot of joys of all the firsts. Uh, it's, been, it's been a while since we've had those firsts. Our youngest is 13 now. Oldest is 24. I'm getting old. You know, we're waiting on our oldest to start having kids of, of his own at this point. Gonna, hopefully we'll start that grandbaby thing soon because I'm, I'm starting to, you know, I'm, I'm kind of jonesing for baby. I like babies. Really like babies. That's why I'm always smooching on them here. Um, no hurry. No hurry, yeah. But, uh, you know, with, with babies comes the first. And, and you know, the, the, the little coos. And, and even, even the first diaper isn't that bad. The first one. You know, like, oh, I did have poo-poo. You know, like, wow. I mean, you know. Diapers change when they start eating real food, okay? And, uh, and, and boy, doesn't it seem like that's kind of like life at times? I mean, like things change and like, wow, I used to enjoy this and now I don't. Um, but, you know, the first sounds, the first um, eye contact, the, 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 then they, the sounds turn into words and, and uh, the, the laying down turns to rolling over and and then getting up on hands and knees. And you know, I love that little kid. Well, the kids do that thing where they, they're not crawling yet, but they kind of bounce back and forth on their hands and knees. And they want to go somewhere. And they start crawling. First, these are wonderful. Um, Matthew, our, our oldest, he, he didn't get crawling down for a long time. He did an army crawl. He kind of did this you know, thing, you know, and, and uh, it was fun. Um, then he started, of course, walking. That, that's, the, that's a weird. Because it's like, oh, they're walking. And then it's like, oh, they're walking. <laughs> we spend the first two years of a child's life teaching them to speak and to walk. And then the next 16 years telling them to sit down and listen. <laughs> OK? That's, that's parenting. Um, but there, there's, so, there's so many joys. When Matthew was young, he, he was, he was a, a great kid. But you know we were new parents, and he was getting into everything. And, and did you guys remember, this is, I know some of this is like a long time ago for you. It's a long time ago for me. But remember they're starting to scoot and walk around, and you're like, I'm getting tired. I mean, you just, because you're just moving constantly, picking them up and trying to arrange your house because they're just getting on. We got a puppy. We found out that our son was afraid of the puppy. So we had to keep the puppy like in the, in the kennel or in the bedroom if Matthew was on the floor, because Matthew was really scared of this puppy. 
If the puppy was out, he would get on the couch and he would not move. <laughs> we discovered that. So when we were tired, we would let the dog out. And Matthew would stay on the couch. <sighs> I hope he's watching this morning. And he's like, you did that to me? Yeah, of course. You would have too. Stop judging me. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's full of a lot of firsts. There's a, there's a lot of, of joys with, with motherhood. And, and even as the kids get older, it's so wonderful to see them accomplishing their own things, um, stepping into their talents and their abilities. There's a lot of joys. <coughs> Moms are unsung often. And um, even though we just watched it, I've got one more little video because this is, this is uh, things that moms never say. I'm so bored. I wish I had something to do. <sighs> Thanks for letting me sleep in, kids. If you make a mess in the kitchen, please let me know so I can clean it up. Raising kids is so easy. I just love driving around all day. Oh, I never have to repeat myself. They always listen so carefully. Oh, look! An empty box of cereal. Love it! Just wipe it on your sleeve. It's pretty cold, but you don't need a coat. Oh, you don't have to push in your chair. Don't make your bed. You're just going to sleep in it again later. I think I'll skip the coffee today. You know, these stir pills look way better on the floor. I'm really not that busy. Well, you haven't showered in three days, but I think you smell great. We do have food at home, but let's just go out to eat. Just brush your teeth whenever you feel like it. Here, take my phone charger and go put it in your room. Oh, just leave your dirty dishes on the counter. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, let's all pull out our phones. Youth sports are so cheap. Braces are so cheap. School fees are so cheap. Hey, can you come call in bed with me around 2 a.m.? Thanks. Okay, I just spent two hours making dinner, but if you don't like it, that's fine. Just let me know and I'll make you something else. Don't even bother looking for that. I'm sure it's lost and gone forever. Can somebody please throw something at my head? I mean, I can keep track of every single one of your things. I get a ton of sleep. I get a ton of gratitude from my children. I get a ton of unsolicited help with the housework. Oh, you don't have to hurry up. We're going to be right on time. Can someone please throw something at the TV? Thanks for doing the laundry, everyone. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Can you use your outside voice? Fight! Fight! The floor of this vehicle is so clean, I can't believe it. Oh, good. Another trip to the grocery store today. Let's go. Some of you moms can relate, man. Ah, this, is, this is a day that we get to laugh, and we get to honor, we get to remember. Um, but it's also a day that, for a lot of us, carry difficulties. In fact, Mother's Day is one of those hard days to preach, and um, because people come in 
various sizes and shapes. Moms come in various sizes and shapes. Children come in various sizes and shapes. And I mean that some of you uh, children don't have a great relationship with your mom. Some of you kids maybe didn't have a great mom and you wished you know, that things were maybe light and fun around the house and maybe it wasn't. Um, some of you moms don't have a good relationship with your kids anymore. Of course, um, today reminds us of these things. There's sadness and sorrow and regret and grief sometimes. Some of us have lost our moms and we don't even know what to do today. That's kind of me. You know, this is my, my second year without mom and it's weird. You know, I, don't, I don't have a mom uh, to wish Happy Mother's Day to. Some people are, are mothers themselves, but they're separated from their children because of physical distances. A lot of you, your kids aren't, aren't here in Big Bear. Uh, some are separated because of emotional distance. That's probably even more difficult, but all of it's difficult. Some of you moms have lost a child to death. And today brings that up stronger when a, when a parent loses a child, it's always on their mind. Um, but days like today bring those things a little bit, a little bit stronger. There's some who've always wanted to be a mom, and for whatever reason, it didn't happen in the traditional way. Um, some some people wanted to be mothers, but they couldn't have their own baby, so they adopted or fostered. This message is. Today is for all of you moms, but it's also for the you daughters. It's for you women, but it's also for you fathers. It's for the sons, and it's for the men. This message, really what I want to do today is just preach and share some scriptures that will hopefully encourage all of us no matter what today looks like. Um, boy. It is, it's, it's one of these days that I've watched it. I've, I've been there myself um, when we were going to go and celebrate my mom and, and, and my wife because she is a great mom. And then i talking to somebody who doesn't have a mom and maybe their kids are you're kind of like, well, I have a mom, but she's passed and my kids aren't here. And it's like you feel guilty for, for even celebrating Mother's Day. Um, so, so much that in our cancel culture, that people are backing off of all of these things, and they shouldn't, because there's always uh, a reason to celebrate somebody. And we don't want to not celebrate people because other people are hurt by it. We want to celebrate moms, but we want to recognize that, that this day is difficult. Um, and it is. It, it's, it's a mixed bag for me. It's difficult because I don't have my mom, but it's a great day to um, help my kids uh, celebrate and honor their mom. And I have, I have moms in the faith that are still alive and, and that I love very much. And I have Shannon's mom who's been very, very good to me. But as we go into these scriptures today in our, in our time together, uh, my prayer is that each of us, including me, but each of you will hear the word of the Lord that you will hear the, the voice of the Father speaking to you, loving you, and encouraging you. 
I pray that you'll see through our time together that no matter what position and circumstance you're in today, you are not alone. Even though you may feel very alone right now. I pray that you'll know that you're loved, that you will know along with Mary when the angel of the Lord visited Mary, that you would know that you are highly favored. Each and every one of you, not just the moms, not just the women, each of you are very highly favored by the Lord, and the Lord is with you. We need to hear that today, and we need to appropriate this message for ourselves. We need, you know, whenever we have a message, we need to really look and say, that is, what's in that for me? Not, oh, I wish so-and-so was here to hear that. But what's in this for me? And we need to hear the love of the, the Father coming through and receive it. And so we're going to have to pray individually. God, we'll do that right now. God, help me receive this message. Love hope and of encouragement. God, my prayer, open everyone's heart, everyone's ears right now in Jesus' name. This week is, is thinking about Mother's Day and also getting ready to go on vacation and get everything all ready. This was a, was a hectic week. Um, really praying a lot and saying, Lord, which direction, where do we go? And, and sometimes you can just do something about mothers at the beginning and, and then preach a message that has nothing to do with that. And uh, sometimes you, can, you talk about women in the Bible. And I went through all of it in, in my heart and mind. And, and there's some great, great stories, um, accounts of godly women in the Bible because we need to lift those up to see that you know, women are so valuable and valued, um, even when they don't feel that way. But what I ended up feeling is that the Lord began to show me scriptures and we're going to read a whole bunch of scriptures. And I want to talk about them as we go. And see, because the Bible is, is written for us, so we need to hear the message of the Word of God for us today. And so there, there's going to be a, a couple of passages, but mostly it's going to be one scripture out of different books. And, and we're going to talk about it a little bit each one. I want you to listen, whether you're a man or a woman today. And I want you to hear the message to you, about you, for you, I also want you to hear it in a way that you would say, you know what, I hear that about other people and I need to honor them. I need to think the same way about them. We're going to give honor where honor's due. You can go with me. This is a bigger one if you want to go there with me. It's Jeremiah chapter 31. Jeremiah 31, starting in verse 3. Going to read through 6. The Lord appeared to us in the past, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with loving kindness, and I will build you up again. I'm going to keep going, but you need to hear that. I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with loving kindness. I will build you up again. 
This is a promise to us. I will build you up again and you will be rebuilt, O Israel. Again, you will take up your tambourines and go out to dance with the joyful. Some of us, some of you, haven't had joy in some time from the seasons of life and the difficulties. This word, hear it. You will be rebuilt. And again, you will take up your tambourines and go out to dance with the joyful. Again, you will plant vineyards on the hills of Samaria. The farmers will plant them and enjoy their fruit. You will live your life and there will be fruit that you will reap and see from your life. This is a promise. We're going to talk about this. There will be a day when the watchmen cry out on the hills of Ephraim, come, let us go to Zion, to the Lord our God. This is a promise for us, and some of you will have another season of this joy right here on earth. Some of you are, are some of us what are, are in a place that maybe there's no joy, but, but there's going to be a season, more seasons of joy, of fruit, of amazing celebration. You can't see it, but it's coming. But I also understand that some of you, the next big joyous thing for you in your life is heaven. It's coming. And, and that's kind of like, wow, are you really talking like, I, I got to die to have joy? You know, sometimes in this life, as we get older and older, we have less and less wins. A moment ago, I was talking about all the firsts of childhood. Aren't they wonderful? They, I mean, they really are. There's a lot of wins when you're younger. You get married, you have kids, you start jobs, you get careers, you, you make friends, you, you live your life, you travel. As you get older, the wins become less and the losses become more. Isn't that true? And the losses are hard. And sometimes you're, 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 you've been in this and you're like, Lord, what is there for me? I want to tell you that no matter what season of life you're in, the joy of the Lord can be your peace here. He can give you hope and satisfaction in the land of the living here. But there's a secondary, even greater joy awaiting. And that's heaven. When it says that he wipes away every tear, that, that will be with joy everlasting. So no matter what situation you're in, you hang on to the Lord and say, you know what, I am going to hang on until he shows me my joy until he allows me to plant vineyards. And sometimes they can come in unexpected times, even here when we think that all is lost and there's nothing left for me here on this earth. And he still can do a miracle and redeem and bring joy and satisfaction and life. I, I, I really should have planned and had some people who've get, had a second blessing in life later that said, I had no thought that I could ever have joy again. But I'm sure that there's been some of you who've walked through a dark night of the soul that said, I was at a point in my life that I thought there would never be anything to rejoice in again. And God showed me that there was. He walks us through. Why? Because the scripture says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. And I have drawn you with loving kindness. 
Some of us have to hold on to, Lord, I, I don't see it, but I'm going to hold on to that you've got something good for me. And I just happen to be of the mindset that if you're still breathing, then God has something left for you. He's not done. And, and it's up to us to walk through the, the valley of the shadow of death. We don't, if we park and stop in the valley of the shadow of death, we're going to always be in the valley of the shadow. You're going to live there. But the scriptures say, yea, though I walk through it. The choice to walk through it is yours. How you get through it will depend on how you rely on God and look to him. And don't stop. Keep going. Keep going. And watch and walk into that which the Lord has for you that may be very different from your plans. Who's living out right now by the show of hands? Because I want to do this for, for everyone to see. Who is living out a different reality that is still good than you had thought you were going to be in? Does that make sense? I mean, I, I look around and you go, wow. Tells us that most of us had plans that didn't go our way, and yet we've walked into something that is good. That should be encouraging. We walk into something good. Matthew chapter 11 says this. Come to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. These are, these are scriptures you should, be, you should highlight and note all of these today because these are great scriptures for us to, to get into our hearts. He says, come to me, all you that are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. How many times I've needed rest from the Lord and I can go to him. I get to confess something. How many times I've needed rest because I was weary and burdened and I didn't go to him. And I sat in that weary and burdensome place longer than I needed to. He has come to me. He wants to give me rest. He wants to give you rest. Take his yoke upon and learn from me. I used to have this picture, and it's not real, real scriptural, but it was a wonderful picture for me. A yoke, it's not what's in an egg. Okay? It's a different type of yoke. The yoke is that piece of, of wood in the olden days that they would tie two oxen together and they would have a big hole in it and then the, they'd put it around the oxen and, and then they would attach the ropes and the two oxen would pull together and they would plow up the fields with it. And, and you've heard the, the, the people say you shouldn't be unequally yoked and, and that's because when there's something strong and something weak pulling it often, you know, it kind of ends up going in a circle. So you want to be equally yoked. And if you lived your life walking around in circles, it might have been because you were unequally yoked. God will redeem that too. But the picture I got is, it says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And, I, and he showed me this, I feel like it was the Lord, he showed me this really funny picture where I was a chihuahua. And I don't, I don't like chihuahuas, but I was, I was just this little tiny chihuahua. I was a little tiny dog. And I had this yoke on me. You know, and I'm trying to do my stuff, and I'm pulling, and I'm doing things. I can't do it very well. And then I, he showed me a picture of, like, a big ox, kind of like blue, you know, the big ox. 
massive neck, strong muscles with a yoke. And Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. And I looked at me and I looked at this yoke and I went, okay, and I put my neck in it. My feet couldn't even touch the ground. And here I am, a chihuahua, <laughs> yoked with a big ox. And I'm like, is this it? And he says, oh, yeah. He says, if you let me, I'll do all the work. Take my yoke upon you. Oh, I really can't do anything on my own. But God can. And I struggle in here. You know, here my feet, and I saw my feet just running away, trying to like, <laughs> not really helping much. But God is big enough for both of us. Let's take his yoke. He is amazing. He's gentle. He's humble. And we'll find rest for us. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. Uh, when I move things with a group of people, or even just with one, but it, it works. It's really fun to watch moving something really heavy with like four or five guys, like something huge. And when, when four or five guys pick something up that's, you know, 400 pounds, well, equally, that's about 80 pounds a piece. That's not too bad. I can lift 80 pounds. I don't kill myself to lift 80 pounds. It's heavy. But if you've ever lifted something big with multiple people, invariably, there's always one person who's like, Aah! you ever see that? There's always one. You, you know why? They're trying to lift more than their share. I always say, hey, listen, relax a little bit. You relax a little bit, and we'll take that extra five. You know, you got 25 pounds extra. We'll each take five, and that'll be good. We need to learn how to work, like I talked about last week, with God and not struggle so much. Do our part. The burden becomes light. It's amazing. The, your burden can become light if you allow God to do his part. And remember, you're the chihuahua, not the ox. Here's a scripture I want us to hear this morning. Some of you might, um, might get me a glass of water or something. be awesome. Greg's on it. Thank you, Greg. There's a cup by the coffee maker and a fountain, I think. <clears throat> you grunt a little bit and you mess your throat. Philippians 1-2. Highlight these verses. This is a message for us all today. We all need this. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you receive that this morning? Oh, thank you so much, Greg. Grace. Grace, because we need His grace, we mess up. Mercy. We need his grace. We need his mercy. Grace to you. God's riches at Christ's expense. The things of God to you, not because you deserve them, but because he's good. Receive the grace. Have, have, have you messed up? I have. Receive grace. Receive grace. Stop walking in condemnation. 
You know, God has given you a break in Jesus Christ. Give yourself a break. Stop trying to make up for it. It's one of the things that growing up, my, my, my kids, I hated the most is when they would really, they just kept trying to make something up. Stop. Stop. Sometimes I'm like, listen, it, the, the wrong is done. You, you, you can't make up for it. But it's okay. We'll get through. We'll get through. I remember once when Zach was uh, young, he was, we were living in Oakdale, it was probably about 2009. No, we came down here in 2009, so it was probably about 2007. And he was born in 2000, so he was about seven, uh, seven years old. And he was mad. He was mad at, at Shannon. And uh, we had a neighbor next door, and they were outside. And he came in, and he grabbed the sliding glass door, and he shut it really hard, and it blew up. And, and you know, that, that temper just blew up. Boom! And glass flew everywhere. And Zach ran really fast. <laughs> the guy next door happened to be a window guy, our neighbor. He was a, he was a really neat guy. Zach and his boy, they played together all the time. He came over right away. Shannon was a little upset, to say the least, right? Came over. You know, he goes, windows shouldn't do that. He says, I, I heard it. It wasn't even that loud. It was a faulty window. He was just coming in with, you know, all this grace. He says, I'll repair it for you guys. I'll get you. He repaired it, and he didn't get us the bro deal. He gave us the free deal, right? Zach felt bad. He broke a window in his anger. Before, you know, when I thought we were going to be paying you know, a few hundred bucks to have that done, I was upset still, and, and he was, I, I vaguely remember the, the conversation. I'm like, Zach, you can't do anything. It's already done. You broke the window. You can't make it up. You're seven. What are you going to do? Go make him sell newspapers? <laughs> it's done. But I forgive you. And then, and, and then, like God, you know, comes in and he, he redeemed it, and we got a free window, which didn't have any faults. It was probably better than the first one we had. He had to learn to receive the grace. He had to learn to accept that, yeah, I blew it, I did that, but I was forgiven, that nothing broke our relationship. Now it's just a fun story. You need to receive that. That thing you're holding on to, you need to give it to God and say, I'm going to receive grace in Jesus' name. Because 2 Corinthians tells us, my grace is sufficient for you. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. My grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Listen, when we hold on to something and think that my sin is too big, we become God. If your sin is bigger than God's grace, that means you're greater than God. And I know that you don't believe that, so give it up. Your, your sin is not greater than God. Your circumstance is not greater than God. Your depression is not greater than God. His grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Praise the Lord for that. Whatever you're going through today, His power is made perfect in your weakness. And we go, I'll, I need that today, Lord. So therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on 
me. That's a good word for me. Amen? Receive his grace this morning. Receive his love. Psalm 139 says, says this about, about us, and then, then it's a kind of a, 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 a thing that we should be doing then because of it. For you formed me in my inward parts. We recognize that God formed us. My inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. It was he that made you. God doesn't make junk. God doesn't make trash. You have value because he made you. And so then the psalmist goes on and says, I will praise you. Why? Because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Today, moms, dads, men, women, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God didn't make a mistake. He loves you. Wonderful are your works. And it says, my soul knows it very well. I think that needs to become a prayer. God, help my soul, help me to know that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Even when I don't feel like it. The Lord knows where you're at. The Lord knows your circumstances, good and bad, difficult and in celebration. It says, my soul, in Luke chapter 1, says, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Why? For he has been mindful of the humble state of a servant. He knows your situation and your circumstances and he's mindful of it. He hasn't forgotten you. God hasn't forgotten you. He knows. He knows if you were in what we talked about even, I think it was last week, that, that dark night of the soul. He knows. He's mindful of you. Walk with me. Walk with me. What would a Mother's Day message be without some scriptures out of Proverbs 31? Proverbs 31, 10 and 12 says, A wife of noble character who can find, she's worth far more than rubies. Men, I, I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this about your spouse. People, I want you to hear this about women and mothers. <coughs> A wife of noble character who can find, she is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her. And he lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. Women are valuable. They have such worth. And they need to be treated with that love, respect, and worth. As, as, as we understand who we are, there was, there's, a, there's a section in here, Proverbs 31, 25, that was kind of fun. I went, that's, that's interesting. And I'm, strength and dignity are her clothing. This is the, the virtuous woman of, of Proverbs chapter 31. Strength and dignity are her clothing. She laughs at the time to come. 
how do you laugh at the times to come? You laugh at the times to come because you know who you are and that you're prepared. When you're full of the Holy Spirit, when you're full of God, you, you get to this point where you go, you know what? I can get through anything. Some of you have been through such hard trials, you're like, I can get through anything. If I made it through that, I can get through anything. You've seen the goodness of God. He's walked with you and you're like, ha, this actually came. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm not the virtuous woman. But this actually happened to me years ago. I, I was having a really weird, weird day. I actually thought I was going to die. I was like 20 years old. And um, I was going off to buy an amp, an, a bass amp uh, with Mark Johnson. And before I left the hill, I got this overwhelming sense that I was going to die on my trip, but that I still had to make the trip. It was so strong, I stopped at a payphone. Yeah, payphone. And I called a few people, and I said goodbye. I was, I was I, I'm like, wow, I am going to die today. And anyways, so the day went on, and I'm kind of all throughout the day, I'm like, I'm not dead yet. Some point, we, we, we went out to Hollywood, and, and um, we were looking for bass amps. And it's, it's actually that amp right over there. It's still there. <laughs> Probably time for a new one. We looked all over Hollywood, parked at one spot, went to the guitar center, came back to the car, parking ticket. That's a bummer. Drove to another spot in Hollywood, went and saw Ron Radicky from the Oasis. See, they'd been here, talked to them for a little bit, had lunch, looked at a couple other pawn shops for base amps, get back to the car, another parking ticket. We're like, like just a couple minutes late. We're, we're walking up, there's a cop riding a ticket on my car. We're running up, please don't ride it. And he just kept riding. And we're standing there, it's a second parking ticket of the day. And, and then Mark looks over at my car and says, Rob, they got you. And I'm like, what? And I looked over, my window was smashed out. And, and they had ripped out my stereo uh, out of my car. They broke the window and got my stereo. So I got two tickets and they got a stereo stolen. Kind of turning out to be a bad day. On the way back to, to San Bernardino, Mark and Jan Lee were still living in, off of Del Rosa in San Bernardino. And, um, and I was going to drop him off. He says, why don't you stay for dinner? And I said, oh, okay. I says, you know, I said, Mark, though, you got to remind me. Um, I, I need gas, and my dash lights don't work. When I leave from your house, it's going to be dark, and I'm not going to see the gauge, and I don't want to forget that I'm out of gas. Will you remind me? He says, no problem, Rob. You guys know where the story goes. Yeah. So I'm driving up the front way, and I get to uh, uh, Arctic Circle at the very beginning. Of, of Arctic Circle and I run out of gas. It's 10 o'clock at night. So I've got a broken window, two parking tickets, I'm out of gas in my car and, and I pull off into a, into a turnout. And I, I get out, it's kind of funny, I get out, I lock my door. I grab my guitar, because I had my guitar with me, and I lock the door and I shut it. I'm like, why did I lock it? My window's broken. And I said, is this all you got? I, I was talking to the devil. I'm like, is this all you got? I actually laughed, stuck my thumb out, and hitchhiked home. There was, some, it was something in me that knew God, and he was with me in that moment that I was able to laugh at the things to come. Because God, now I, I wish I could say I've gone through every trial I've ever had like that. There's a lot of times my laughing wasn't quite laughing. Or times that my laughing was like that hilarious, crazy, like I'm deranged laugh. That when things are just so bad, like, ah, 
You know, I don't know if you've ever had that or not. But God can strengthen you and show you something that you can actually get to the point where you're laughing, but she's like, I don't care what you throw at me. My God is bigger. My God is bigger. And yes, it's big stuff that's happening, but he will see me through. Amen? Amen. That's where he wants us to live. <laughs> as we walk in these things, as we understand the love of God, as we understand the grace, as we begin to receive the things that God has for us, we become the people of God, parents, mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, employees, business owners. We become the people that God wants us to be, and then the testimonies begin to happen. We get to the point, some of you are at this point, where children's children are a crown to the aged, and parents are the pride of their children. It's wonderful when you can live a life and you can begin to look at your grandchildren doing well, and that you had a part in that. They become the crown. You live a life so that you as a parent become the pride of their children. Something wonderful when, when your children can actually say to you about you, I am so proud of my parents. It's kind of weird. I'm proud that they are my parents. I know that this one resonates with all of us who have children at all as they're growing up or if they're already grown. Third John forces, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep pressing in. I want to encourage you, if you've made mistakes with your kids, if you have a relationship with them, it's never too late to apologize. And say, you know, I, I blew it. I'm sorry. It's okay. They, they may not receive it yet. Someday, I believe they will. But it's okay. Live a life now. Even if you didn't growing up. And, and sometimes, you know, that's what we have in, we have in church. Because we have a lot of people in church who made a lot of mistakes. And then they come to Christ later in life. And they're like, man, I... They look at these young families, they're like, I wish I would have been serving Jesus when I was young because I blew it. And if that's your story, there is grace still for you. There's always grace. Receive it. Live the life that God wants you to now. Love. Love well. Love your kids well. Pray for your kids. There's no greater joy than to hear that your children are walking in the truth. I believe that he hears those prayers and he will answer them and he will be faithful. You be faithful to him. You know, we always listen to, uh, we always hear, I should say, uh, people talking about God being the Father. When God created male and female, and by the way, I, I, I don't subscribe to all this gender neutral stuff, just in case you had any doubts. <laughs> you know, God created male and female, and he made us different from each other. There's, there's just obvious, obvious things in us. They're different, right? Male and female. When he created male and female, has anyone noticed that there's a difference between the sexes by any chance? Okay. The way they process, 
things, the way they, the, the way they do directions. I, I, I might have to go long. That's funny. Men, right? So I say, hey, Lance, so you want to get there? Go about a mile and a half north, then go east on you know whatever street. And he's, great. Woman, you say that, they're like, uh. But if you tell a woman, go until you see the yellow house yeah. and turn right. All you women are yes. It's a difference. Women need, I don't know why, what it is. There's nothing wrong with it, but if you give women directions, use landmarks. If you give me a landmark, I'm probably going to miss it. You know why? Because I'm focused on the road. Yeah. I don't want to look for a yellow house. I go, but I could go one and a half miles and go east. Anyways, there's just differences between man and woman. The way they nurture is different. The way they parent is different. Both are valuable. Both are valuable. We're... I know that we come from, a, we have a lot of broken families in here. We have broken marriages. We have broken things. But, but I can't step around and say, that's not God's plan. He planned us to do it together. Why? Because men and women complement each other. And you can kind of see when a child is raised without one of them in their life, a male or a female, that they're out of whack. They need both. Okay? In the garden, when God created, I forget where I'm going, so I'm just going to keep going. When God created male and female, here's what I believe he did. I, I just remembered. He put part of his attributes in, in man. And he put part of his attributes in woman. God has them all. God can connect to his rational side as quickly and easily as he can his emotional side. Where for us men, we're like, we get to a point where we're like, wait, stop. Give me a second. Give me a second. You're talking about emotions now. I gotta, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. And we have a hard time getting there. We, there's a block for some of us. God has both. God is this amazing. So we always talk about God being a father. The problem with God only being a father is you kind of think, well, if he's like my dad or whatever. And you go, well, yeah, that's only part of him. He's like your father. You know what else he's like? He's like your mother. Now, you don't hear Mother God. I'm not talking about Mother Nature. But he has attributes of a woman as well because he's got those parts that you really need. When you're, you're growing up and you, you wanted comfort, you had a boo-boo, you probably didn't go to your dad. Some of you might have had a dad that could do that. But most of you went to mom, you know, compassion. Right? You knew what to, who to go to for some advice and other things. Mom and dad, they're different, right? But God says, as a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you. You need to know that God will comfort you like a mother, not like a father. Shake it off. <laughs> Suck it up, buttercup. You think that's bad? When I was your age, I mean, come on, this is the guy thing. God will comfort you like a mother, too. Praise God for that, because sometimes I need comfort like a mother. It's amazing. No matter how old, you know, this year I'm missing my mom. There's been so many days I go, I miss my mommy. I miss her. I want her. But it says, I will comfort you as a mother comforts her child. Thank God for that. Receive some comfort today like your mother would give. Now, if you had a bad mother, think of a good mother. 
and that's what he wants to do. Because honestly, this, I was like, no, you would not want to be comfortable. I, I can't say this. My mom was the most loving person, I mean, I've ever met. But I, I've met some people like, oh, no, you don't want to be comforted by my mom. She's like worse than my dad. <laughs> Listen, God loves you and he wants to comfort you. He wants to walk with you. He wants to give his grace to you. He wants to uh, bring you back into the, and bless you in, in the land of the living. He wants you to plant vineyards and plant things that you will get to reap. He wants you to come dancing in your, and he tells you, you will still dance. You will still dance and celebrate. It's not over. Hallelujah. This is what we all need to hear today on a, on a, on a crazy tough day. There, there's, some of you in here need, need to know that there are people who can still be like a father to you. Some of you need to know that you're supposed to be like a father to other people. Some of you need to know that there's people that can be a mother to you. And some of you need to know that it's time for you to start being like a mother to other people. You know, I, sometimes I'm looking out and I got, I got, you know, two, two people went to school with here, maybe more, but you know, we're, we're, I'm not going to, they're, they're ladies, so I'm not going to tell us how old they are, but you know, we went to school together and, and, uh, we're at that, we're at that place. Um, you know, Marilyn, I was, I, you know, cause we've done Jesus together for a long time. Um, you remember when we were in youth group, we think about pastor Jeff and we looked up to him, John Dunn, these people, these were great pillars of faith. Do you realize we are older than they were when we looked up to them? It's weird, isn't it? Because you don't feel that way. You, we still want to look to them. There's some of you still doing that. We want to look to these other people. They were the pillars of faith. Guess what? You're older than they were at the time. It's your turn now. It's your turn. Start being that. Let's do that together. Let's become, instead of keep looking out like, oh, I need a father. You know, I think I'm supposed to be the father. Do it. Rise up, moms. Rise up, dads. No matter what stage. Be an example. Point people to Jesus. Tell them that God's grace is good for them. And it's enough for them, as you say, because I need to hear that too. It's okay. I want you to tap into the things that you've already gone through, church. Deuteronomy 4 says, watch out. Be careful never to forget what you yourself have seen. This is a great thing for us. Have you ever seen God move? And raise your hand if you've ever seen God move. This is, this is a scripture that says, don't forget that. Why? Because we do. And we, we get away from it, and then we go, I don't know what's going to happen. God's just not going to do it. And he's, no, remember what he did before. He's going to do it again. He hasn't gotten off the throne yet. Remember what you've seen. Do not let these memories escape from your mind as long as you live, and be sure to pass them on to your children and to your grandchildren. Let me tell you about the things that God has done. One of the things I love about being able to preach, I get to tell, tell my stories. You know, being in, and I, I've told this, uh, you know, being in Ukraine, having an ex-KGB guy come out of his building with his gun to shoot and kill me. It was like, what the heck? By the time he got done, the Lord had ministered to his heart so much through one of the guys, he got saved and then became our armed escort walking back to the bus. God is so good. He's there with you. He'll see you through. And yet sometimes I'm like, I just don't know. 
I just don't think God can do anything. He's, he's still not finished with us yet. So Galatians 6 and I, we're almost done. I love this. Because of all these things, because his, he has an everlasting love, because his grace is sufficient, because he said the word says he's never going to leave us, he's never going to forsake us, he's going to comfort us as a mother comforts her child, he's going to help us to walk in these things, he's going to help us to plant vineyards and rejoice in them. He says, let's not get tired of doing what is good. Because at just the right time, we will reap a harvest, harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. It's always too early to quit. Don't give up. Let's, let's keep pressing into him. Keep learning of him. Keep coming unto me, unto him, all ye that labor and are heavy burdened and heavy laden, and he will give you rest for your souls. Take his yoke upon you and learn of him. I don't mean just learn about him, but learn, about, learn of him who he is, who he wants to be in your life. He wants to walk with you through every darkness. You know, I, I, it's, I don't want to simplify God down at all. Those good attributes of your dad, those good attributes of your mom, those good attributes that you see in people, that's God. He's all of the good and none of the bad. None of it. You know, my dad was harsh. But, you know, he was a good guy. God is not harsh, and he's a good guy. He's all the good and none of the bad. Come into him. Spend that time with him. Get to know him. Sit at his feet. He's a good, good father. It's who he is. And you are loved by him. It's who you are. Let's pray. God, each day, each week, we try to condense you down. We try to learn about you. We try to talk about you. It all falls so short. You are so much bigger than we understand. You're so much better than we can fathom. You have so much more love than anyone we've ever encountered. Your grace is... So much, so much more than sufficient for, my, for me and the things that I've done. Your mercies are new every morning. I thank you. Lord, I, I pray for every person, and especially the moms today, that they would be encouraged and loved today. They would know they're loved by you. And that, God, that we would show the women and the moms and the daughters and the, 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 the women in our lives that we honor and value and appreciate and love them. Lord, help us to leave today with, with uh, just a little bit more hope, some joy, the ability to laugh. Walk with us, even in the tough seasons. And then cause us also to walk with those, to mourn with those who mourn, to walk with those who are going through a tough time and, and to be there with them. Help us to step up and be the fathers and the mothers that you're calling us to be and set an example. And most of all, let us sit at your feet and learn from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, I appreciate, love you guys all so very, very much.